Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Why can't it be like this? Why gotta be like that? Because <clears throat> you touch yourself at night. <laughs> Something good for ya. And welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. I am one of your two co-hosts, Alex Stiff, and across from me, as always, fuck you guest sitting over here next to me, he's miming the entire thing, mouthing what I'm doing. So I'm, <laughs> Completely hey, throwing me off, I tried looking away. I'm just happy he's listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, we got Cap with us. What's up, y'all? And joining us today, uh, for just a few minutes, uh, we got Owen Sykes, he's returned. Hi. Hey, and for the very first time, uh, we have Cody Ward with us. Howdy. Howdy. So we've got two members of the Boren Heist. So that's pretty fucking cool. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you. Thank you. Charmed. Now you're acting all bashful for like the fucking last. He's broken his podcast nuts, so now it's just like. It makes me nervous. It makes me nervous. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to to ease into it. Well, you're gonna be leaving in a minute anyway, so don't worry about it. Just like I'm just gonna throw today. Cody is the main guest. You're you're the you're the side guest. That makes me happy. You're like the side bitch. He's my side, yeah. (laughs) And I'm right beside him. He's just the cider diet today. It's super close, too. Just I keep saying. winking. <laughs> uh, as always, this show is brought to us by Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue. Definitely check them out at RepoRecord.com or on Instagram at Repo Record. You can definitely hook them up for all your new and used vinyl record needs. And the Boring Heist have actually played a few shows over there, have you not? Two. Two? Yeah, we've played there twice. Once we played there with uh, Trash Room, and then we did a one-off. Just us, we did a double set. See, and that's a really fun venue to mm-hmm. um, to really use because not only does Jimmy really enjoy the bands that he brings in, mm-hmm. but the people that go there genuinely enjoy music. And it's also cool to play in a fucking record store. Yeah. You know? That's so, never a bad deal, and it always looks cool. Exactly. So, and, and we picked up a lot of like extra. We, we picked up a lot of new fans doing that, especially that mm-hmm. second one. Um, and like it was really it was a weird experience doing two sets like mm-hmm. in the same thing. That's right. I was there for like, that the one, whole I time. I'm in the back room, fucking pacing, because you know I'm really high energy on stage because I really don't know any other way to be and have it be good. So like the whole time I'm like back there, like trying to keep my energy up. Like okay, don't don't. You know, don't lose the erection. Just keep on going. <laughs> He's beating me all these jokes, you know. Look, look up at the ceiling and think about something else. <laughs> you had a, you had a song about that, I think. I can't remember exactly how the line went, though. Who, me? Yeah. Look up at the ceiling think about something else? Yeah, like... Um, it's not a bad line. Yeah. One, two, one, two. We're going out, whoa, we're going out, whoa. You're drinking again. There's like a line or like waking up in a pool of sweat. There's panties on my head. Um, I don't recognize And she's like, 
yeah, I don't recognize the strangers, but then yeah. she rolls over, says this night, it ain't over, count the rappers on the floor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, yeah. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> So you're thinking about condom wrappers. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Just a big I pile mean, of like, rubbers. You're counting it like thinking of something else to like, I mean, yeah. That was basically, Jeez. I mean, not exactly that, but I was like the whole time I'm just like, okay, gotta, you know. <laughs> God damn. So I'm going to get these rubbers ready to go, son. <laughs> no, so Repo, they've yeah. got awesome records, live shows. Definitely mm. check them out. Support your local music scene and your local brick and mortar stores. I mean, yep. come on there. Record stores are dying out. So for the fact that Jimmy and a handful of others are still doing it, you got to, you know, really help support that. And Record Store Day is soon approaching. Yes, so. it is. Oh, yeah. What's some of the shit you're looking forward to getting? Yeah, I haven't looked at what they got out this year yet. Yeah, have you know? not? No. I've, there's a handful of things I found out through the actually looking at stuff on the show that uh, Bad Religion was going to be releasing a seven. Okay. They're coming out with a new record. And there's going to be cool stuff going around Charlotte during Record Store Day anyway. So oh, I'll yeah. probably just be out there and just wind up spending a bunch of money anyway whilst checking out all the cool shit. Okay. Yeah. But anything like Garage, they you know every year they do those re-releases of old stuff like mm-hmm. you know the Music Machine or the, you know the Psychos, a bunch of Australian psych rock bands. And yeah. So. So we'll definitely be waiting in line for that shit. There's that pure hell hell record uh, that came out last year that I was surprised to see. I never got my hands on it because that was one of those ones that went like that. But it was still really cool. Like, oh, yeah, man. Like, because that's one of those things that's hard to get like a like something physical of other than like a CD. Hmm. No, and that and that is kind of the fun thing. Although it is uh, a little annoying coming from a band's perspective, though, because with Record Store Day, uh, a bunch of releases wind up, of course, getting pressed to vinyl. But mm-hmm. then that takes up the fucking what? How many are there? Five record plants in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. that takes up like a lot of their pressing time. Then all of a mm-hmm. sudden, you know, a band like us or you guys are like, yeah. hey, maybe you want to do some vinyl, and it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna have to wait eight months. Yeah. The lead time's usually three to four. Why? Record store day orders. Yeah. It's like yeah. so all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, fuck us then, right? Yeah. That's why even <laughs> though it's a little more pricey, uh, if you want made in America, third man will yep. do your stuff. And he has new machines. The first oh, yeah. new machines in like forty years. Yeah, he's oh, one wow. of the few people that so, owns and operates his own deal. It's about like what Fat Records does. Yeah. Really? See, yeah. I hadn't heard Jack much White's on that. Deal, Jack White's. Yeah. Jack, oh, third, that's Jack White's. Yeah. Right. See, I hadn't heard much on that. He's probably more successful than Fat Mike is with all that stuff too, because oh, he gets yeah. people like Conan O'Brien and stuff like that. Like and like yeah. and comedians yeah, and anybody involved with uh, getting mm-hmm. vinyl press for like little seven inch singles. Like there's blues people fucking love him. Oh yeah, yeah. he's. And he'll get Willie Nelson and Neil Young and do do little things here and there with him and shit like that too. Whenever they're in Nashville, just for the day. He's like how Eminem was like the one of the first white people to be accepted by other rappers, and you know, good good <laughs> good for him. It's even in the name. Well, the Brits kind of broke us in for those blues cats. That's true. They're I'm all just saying that was long before Jerry White. Talking out of my ass, ignore me. Yeah, but I actually went to Third Man Record Store kind of late last year. I went and saw a went MC50 thing, the 50th anniversary of the MC5. Oh wow! And, How was that? Um, it was phenomenal, man. I got the full package. Got to meet Wayne Kramer, get oh, all the signed God. stuff, signed new memoir. Was that the lineup with Kim Thale and? Uh, yeah, the Soundgarden guys. There was yeah. like a Pearl Jam guy. Um, the lead singer is from. I forget oh, where he was from too, but some uh, like garage band, yeah. some obscure band that nobody knows of. But yeah, that was the lineup for this. I don't know. 
Hmm. But but yeah, and then um, saw Third Man while I was in Nashville because you got to, you know. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he re-releases old classic blues records and stuff. There was a really uh, good muddy uh, muddy waters that hadn't been repressed in years and years that he repressed there, and they've got a booth you can go in with a guitar. Or yeah. Oh yeah, whatever, I knew about the booth. Yeah. You can press an LP right there. So, wow. yeah, I think that's uh, part of that what lathe or lath cutting thing. Yep. Whereas it, that's a really cool uh, concept. Have you guys looked into how that's actually done? Mm-hmm. It kind of works like a, reve- a reverse record player where yep. the music gets transferred through the needle and dug into the record in real time. Yep. And then yeah. the sound quality is a little lesser, mm-hmm. but it's a cool way just to get a quick little individual thing. And there's a lot of companies yeah. that do that. You can get just little one off seven inches done like mm-hmm. that. It may, think- may cost you like 30 bucks to get one done but hey yeah. you, if you want just a single one for your own collection mm-hmm. you know for something you did i think yeah. neil young went and uh, did a whole collection of songs just in something like that and just really? released mm-hmm. them as it was like a few years ago and yeah i can't remember what it was because neil young does a zillion records mm-hmm. and it's always a cool concept Crazy. but it's but there's just really no way to for a band you know for you know you guys or us there's really no good way to really do it and release it to our audience because it has yeah. to be so expensive it has to be mm-hmm. a band like Neil Young or say if yeah. Johnny Cash was still around he could get away it with would releasing a limited 50 run of this lath cut that run, yeah. that's going to cost you you know $40 mm-hmm. to purchase but yeah. there's only 50 of them you know and otherwise you got to go with you know some Japanese company overseas just yeah. you know if you want a good price point yeah and get it within two months you yeah know? and there, there's pros and cons to that sort of stuff but you know if first first choice would definitely be at least american that way shipping is cheaper you know you got easier communication mm-hmm. and plus you know you're supporting a usa-based business and that yeah. is something good for you especially <laughs> need to do that in you know american music on yeah. american vinyl and, it's and, just really cool so. and, and it's like you know in american. i was gonna say in the american mm-hmm. rock and roll scene is so um stagnant at the moment i would maybe yeah. say yeah. the underground scene is still thriving yeah but the popular mm-hmm. uh rock and roll scene i would say outside of like slash greta yeah. van fleet say what you want about them they're gaining yeah. a bigger audience yeah and, and it's like in as much as they may be you know very um repet not repetitive very yeah. derivative yeah thank you I, I was thinking that word but i was also sitting mm-hmm. here going that doesn't feel right i'm not gonna say but, it but, with yeah. these two fuckers yeah. here and then have them correct me like but, no <laughs> But the thing about that's that, not the fucking right word, asshole. <laughs> and they are absolutely derivative, but they're going to make yeah. young yeah. kids pick up a guitar because they're famous. And, and, yeah. and that's, that's true. The, so it's like the artist side of me looks at it and goes, that's cheap. That's a fucking cop out. You're just copying shit. But at the same time, as yeah. a music fan and a rock fan, I go, well... If this, like what Cap just says, you know, if this spikes some, you yeah. know, 10 year old kid to pick up a guitar exactly. and then eventually dig back in and find Led Zeppelin yeah. and be, be like, like oh, oh, fuck these guys. So there's <laughs> even more I can discover. Yeah. Maybe there's a little good that can come out of it. But again, from the artist side of me, it's mm-hmm. a little difficult to fully embrace it because I'm sitting here going, you know, all of us in this room are trying to be unique, yeah. you know, with what our sound is. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't put the boring heist in a box. Yeah. You know, I can't say you're a punk band. I can't. Mm-hmm. Say you're a garage rock band. I can't say you're, you know, any of that. You blend all these really cool yeah. uh, elements to your music together, and that f- creates a really cool sound. Not according to some people. Well, some, fuck those some people, some people. Some people tell us that we, uh, like, we. I always hear like someone saying like, "Yeah, you guys are like Motorhead." I'm I like, do not okay. hear Motorhead. I don't either. I oh, maybe yeah. hear first album Motorhead. 
like just, before maybe with your guttural vocal tone i'm just yeah i'm just i think it's just the way my voice sounds that might be it um but that's just yeah. what, that's what i hear people tell me that all the time not that i care about being i mean motorhead's cool Oh, yeah. Yeah. and i don't really mind like being put into a box i'm just saying like you saying this reminded me yeah yeah that, um the the thing that i hear most often is like that and then i i also have people tell me that my stage presence is like gg allen which i don't mm. fucking get because i'm not like i'm not nearly like that wild i just have one's not to, running like, around naked bleeding yeah. and throwing feces on people right <laughs> yeah exactly or sticking a banana up my ass or anything like that <laughs> a banana a banana <laughs> well, you, you are so proper sometimes but some of your isms yeah. come off so southern and that's what's so funny about yeah, it weird. a banana <laughs> <laughs> go give me that banana there boy no, bana- oh, bana- it up my ass. I've, I've been told i've got like the most fuckedest accent <laughs> You got, hey man, you yeah. got the most fuckedest accent yeah. I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair assessment. Jeez. Yeah. So, so to come back to that, I really can't one hundred percent put you guys in a box. Mm-hmm. And we've consciously tried to add elements of classic rock, punk rock, metal, a little alternative, you know, a little bit of you know, even seventies pop. You know, we try to yeah. add a little bit of all those elements to it. Mm-hmm. So you can't one hundred percent go there a punk band yeah right we're a rock band and that encompasses a lot and that's what i would include you guys in yeah so for a band like greta van fleet to just so blatantly pick one band to pull from instead of pulling from a bunch of different bands to be inspired Mm -hmm. by that's the part that just makes it difficult for me the most unfortunate thing for me is they've definitely sat down and studied those records really closely yeah but at the same time they cannot play or sing on that level. No. And they can't write a good song. I've never heard one of their songs that pops like a Led Zeppelin song or like. I mean, I know, couldn't anything. tell you one of them, and I've given them a minute. Like yeah. the videos have popped up on my Facebook, and I'm like, I'm I'm curious. Might as well just mm-hmm. see what all the hype's about. Yeah. And I've given it that little 30, 45 second view and it's like I couldn't tell you what song it was. I couldn't tell you yeah. I couldn't hum back the melody. You know, I don't know just, names. I just know. Forgettable. Oh, for me, it's kind of like you know the hardcore punk thing got codified, and now there are a lot of bands that sound, you know, very stereotypical mm-hmm. paint by numbers hardcore punk. Yeah, and they're like a paint by numbers Led Zeppelin. Right. Which doesn't really make sense because they're and good is, by and, their uniqueness. Well, these are kids too, you know? so I wonder if the parents are loaded and are like giving them a shot. Mm-hmm. I guess we all already covered what we hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually just about to cover that. Yeah. Now, uh, I really don't feel like what we're doing is bad-mouthing or even hating on no. them. What it's actually doing is us going, hey, the something good for you that we need is a little bit of diversity and not yeah. something that immediately pulls from one singular mm-hmm. thing because, hell, we are all inspired we all take things that yeah. uh we've liked or you know that little hey there's a little break stop in one of my favorite songs you know what mm-hmm. this new song we're writing we can kind of add that little element to it yeah you know and it's nothing blatant every single band does it bands that mm-hmm. we were inspired by did it by the music they listen to yeah it, it's generational it's always going to mm-hmm. happen the moment I just have a little bit of an issue is when it's just so blatantly done, yeah. you know, and and when it's one band, you know, yeah. and that's why I thoroughly enjoy you guys because I hear all the different inspirations. Mm-hmm. Not really Motorhead, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's more like X Guitar Wolf, yes, you yes. know. 
You hell, uh, you got the Wayne Kramer licks too. Yeah, I really love MC5. So that's I, that's I, in I was there gonna say sure. the MC5. As I'm wearing the Wayne Kramer shirt here, yeah. And to be honest, and and this isn't oh, even yeah. me, you know, really, you know, doing. I, I pay you compliments, so I'm just sitting me, you know, just stroking you, Owen. I would say <laughs> you give stroking. off more. You can if you want. <laughs> I would say you give off more of an Iggy Pop presence. Okay. Because say, instead that. of a Gigi Allen. And the reason for that is Iggy had a controlled chaos. And mm-hmm. that's and that's the way I see you as a front man. Mm-hmm. Uh, even back in the Live Grenades era. So I've seen you go from, I would say Live Grenades was a lot more of an aggressive punk band. Uh, Boren Heist has a lot more groove, has a lot more of a um, bounce to it maybe. If that with, makes any sense. Like with the exception of one or two songs, yeah. yeah. Of course, yeah. because that's always going to be in the DNA, you know? Mm-hmm. Even as much as we're progressing as, you know, as we feel as a rock band, there's one of the songs we're writing that's still just a classic, you know, Ramonesy rocker song. So yeah. it's like, we're, we're always going to have that in the bone. So you're always mm-hmm. going to have that too. But seeing you f- migrate from just that aggressive, in-your-face punk rock to mm-hmm. now the rock and roll-influenced punk rock or the more garage-influenced punk... Mm-hmm. It's been really interesting to see you pull it in a little more and use it more um, uh, efficiently, if that makes any sense. Well, there's like I really there's only really two things like stage presence wise that I change. Yeah. Um, one is I ceased being so experimental. Okay. You know, when I was in the live grenades. I experimented a lot right. and I figured out what worked and what didn't and what worked with my sort of performance style. You're still picking yourself didn't. out yeah. in that time frame. Right. And, you know, there was like props and things like that. And then it was like, you know, and that was fun. That <laughs> I was remember fun the one prop. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. The tomahawk. That was one of them. <laughs> um, and there was like a straight jacket. There were a couple oh, yeah, different things. Oh, yeah. I remember the straight jacket yeah. too. Right. And those were <laughs> yeah, fun. No, co- yeah. Well, those, tell, tell him. He doesn't know about those. I don't know about the straight jacket. That's fun. All right. Well, um. I uh, okay. Well, the, I'll tell it, the, the tomahawk. He would just bring something out, yeah, just like at the end and of just the set, like just like chop at it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So the straight and jacket. Then the, yeah, and the straight jacket was like, um, the, there was like I can't remember the, the song, but like there was a beginning uh, of of something. I think it was last one. It might have been. I don't remember. It might have been that one. I can't. It might have been. It was Jaws intro. Because it eventually then led that, to that. Then it was lives. Yeah, then it was lives lost. Yeah, that's um, the one you would do it on. But I would, I would come up like I, like crawled up on stage, like you know, as I would be off stage when they started this, and um, I had uh, a uh, like a stage straight jacket, right. and I would make it look like I was actually in the thing. You just kind of, and I'm just like, bit. you know, giving it just really like you thrashing know, going on the hard, ground, thrashing and it, and See then I'd come out of it. And then, like, I would time it in a way to where it would I would do it just as the music the started. Kicks in. That's yeah. pretty cool. That's a good and idea, it, though. Yeah, but it it works in certain contexts, right? But not in others. So, like, there's that, and then the other uh, thing that I've changed, other than really sort of ceasing the props, because I realize that it d- doesn't really work right. often, and it doesn't work for what we're doing. And the other thing uh, is I I use the mic stand way more. Right. I used to just like run around a little bit more, which Which again in your hand. Yeah, which again works in certain contexts, but not in others. And the mic stand is more consistent, and I can do more with it. And I actually got that idea from Russ, Cody's dad. Okay. Um, Mad Brother Ward. Yeah, Mad Brother Ward. Mad Brother Ward. Um, 
And uh, shout out, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, man. Hey, he's gotten better. He hasn't yeah, been doing that lately. I'm just, I just, I just, I just <laughs> had Russ to get supposed, it. Russ supposed to be coming on here soon. Yeah, I, think. I actually wanted um, to. I actually was uh, been putting him off because I wanted to get you on the show first, yeah. just kind of but lead he, into a little more context. I just got that. it from yeah. him. Like he just, he just said to me once. He's like, you know what, man? You're, you're. Uh, he told me that, uh, like, I was like my stage performance was strong. But he said um, I should use the mic stand more often because a uh, a dog on a leash uh, is a lot scarier than a dog that's free running around. Like if mm. you see like a growling dog, like sort of you know yeah, on the like, lead, oh, fuck. and you're like, oh fuck! But then when you see like the dog kind of like running up to you, and you and you know it's not going to hurt you, and just like, <laughs> you know, then you're yeah. not you're not scared of it. It's but like if you just thing. Yeah. yeah, and okay. I don't. I mean, that was the way he put it to me, and I'm just like. Oh, all right, cool. And I, I've just sort of been doing it ever since, and it's it's worked really well. But those are the only two real differences. Oh, and I, I talk a lot less, which is good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was in the band with you for over – close yeah. to a year, over a year. I know. More than a year. More than, Okay, yeah, over a year. You've gotten a lot better at that. <laughs> yeah, that's that was the other thing, I guess, is that talking a lot less. And it's interesting mm. that you got that uh, lesson from Russ because I got a microphone lesson from Jeff Williams, Biggie Stardust. Mm. Um, and he would perform like that too. Well, not only that is when I was doing some things where I would be just vocal, doing vocals, not playing guitar, he said that when he would do it, he would make a conscious effort to not even touch the microphone. Hmm. And not even touch the stand. Yeah. He wanted to make sure that the microphone was just projecting him. He didn't mm-hmm. want to be using the microphone to project, if that made any sense. And, and I okay. thought that and I thought that was pretty interesting oh, too. I like that approach too. I thought, yeah. I'm picturing mm-hmm. like the Peter Gabriels of the world doing that shit. Yeah. So that that also kind of made me rethink the idea of a microphone. Just like I did I've never really implemented that. I don't feel confident enough to do that yet. But that made me think about it when now I'm just playing guitar straight through and not using the microphone. It's like, okay, this is here just to project me. Don't use it as a prop, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that works really well mm-hmm. with, if you're, if you're for certain kinds of performers and if you're just using a, if you're, and if you're like playing an instrument at the same time, yeah, yeah. it could be used for like certain moments and dynamics for live shows and stuff too. Definitely. Well, I think it's about time. Uh, we actually wound up getting a couple voicemails this week. Okay. So uh, we've been telling our listeners every single week that if they have a topic idea, if they've got a just something good to share with us, and hell, we've even been deciphering dreams. We had some weird dreams oh, yeah. on some episodes. <laughs> okay. uh, we've got a voicemail hotline, and that phone number is 513-463-7439. And it's a fun little segment called What's on Your Mind? And in the process of that theme song, Owen has had to step out. So, Cody. Owen said, fuck you, guys. Yeah. Owen said, fuck this. I hate Kiss. <laughs> I ain't listened to that theme song. <laughs> Damn. So, Owen has now dipped out. So, it was cool to be able to chat with him a little bit. Uh, so, it's about time for us to dig into those voicemails. And first off, we have the Rock Father. He's called in as usual, and he's got a question for us. So, let's take a listen and see what the Rock Father says. Hey, Alex and Kat, this is Brad from the Rim. I was uh, given a call about uh, lights at shows. Um, 
we had a band play here recently, Red Sun, out of Pittsburgh, and uh, they had a whole DIY light system that they brought with them, uh, and it worked really cool because um, they were able to coordinate everything and like I would be able to uh, for their show. And um wanted to see your guys' thoughts on that, um, if any insight on what a venue can do to uh, better themselves as far as lights, uh, sound, you know, obviously a good sound guy, and that's uh, an area we've been working on at the rim. We've gotten better and better at our sound. And uh, just some pointers for some venues as to what, as a band, really helps you guys. Uh, I know not many bands travel with lights, so just wanted to hear your opinions and uh, maybe some things that uh, some venues that might be listening to the podcast can take with them. All right, see you guys. Thank you very much, Rock Father, as always. How yeah. timely, too. I was going to say, it's funny because last week we wound up just delving into that and talking about that anyway when Mikey was here. And then he calls in and asks this earlier in the week. And I was like, well, I guess we can dive into it a little deeper, yeah. uh, especially because last night... Um, the show we've been promoting for a little while, the South Carolina Punk Rock Flea Market at the Firmament, uh, that wound up happening last night. Surprisingly, I'm not dead. I know. <laughs> I'm still pretty jazzed from last night. Uh, mm. One of the things they had, they had these two LED screens on the side of the stage, and they were able to put like video and shit on it, and we wound up getting our logo on it. Yeah, because they have like stock video, like they have it for like every band, they have like their stock images, and it looks pretty cool, but we looked at the uh, screens, and they had the Firmament logo on there, and we thought... You know what would be cool? <laughs> yeah. And, and that, that that was something that was like, damn. So that's expensive, though. So I'm not saying venues need to get that, but I'm saying like a way to project something in the back. I mean, one of those little mini projectors are still pretty inexpensive, mm-hmm. yeah. too. There's plenty of venues around here and plenty of venue or bigger shows I've seen with a projector screen mm-hmm. totally works. And I think yeah. just being able to implement that a little bit more just to project your band's logo on a screen would just be really cool. It's just a fun little thing that the venue can offer. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, you know, don't worry about bringing your backdrop. Mm-hmm. You know, if you got a good photo, send it to me real quick. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw it up on the back for you. Mm-hmm. And boom, all of a sudden you've got a cool looking background. Ground Zero has really big screens outside uh-huh. them, like those big projectors. And they'll do that for bands. Yeah. They'll just project them down with these little more inexpensive projectors mm-hmm. and you can just put your logo up there if you're the headliner for yeah. a bill and it looks really good you know it really does and it, and it takes nothing you know it just takes okay there's the file click and then it's there you know and it's just yep. such a cool little thing you know just to be able to offer so that was fun that was the first time we ever got that yeah. so it's like i saw mm-hmm. it and it's like being a kiss fan seeing our logo up in neon or Light led up, like, yeah. lights i'm just like oh the 70s rock fan was super nerding out over oh it. yes <laughs> oh, god i was just eating that shit up so it's so him talking about lights and us getting a cool lighting thing last night i'm like oh yeah so so in playing mm-hmm. um, in the Boring Heist, have you ever run into like a? You don't have to name venues. We're yeah, not yeah, trying yeah. to shit on venues. Have you ever run into like a bad lighting situation where you're just like, I couldn't see jack shit, or like this just doesn't work with the vibe? How important is yeah. that even to you? I don't know, to us as much. You know, mostly we play like 
pubs and bars and stuff yeah. like that or smaller venues like repo yeah you know places that don't really have much of a light show repo does have that really cool disco ball though that's what i was gonna say that's a lot of fun. Re- repo still works in their limitations they, they do. don't have a light show but yeah i think what he's got those two stands that he can put up behind the band yeah and then he's got the light on a disco ball and yeah. he'll just turn out all the lights in the fucking room the, yeah the outside light still shines through mm-hmm. the front so given just a little bit of background light yeah but then with the lights he sets up in the back in the disco ball it sets a cool atmosphere so exactly. you don't have to have like an expensive light show no. to make it look cool you know exactly you know yeah work within your limitations mm-hmm. so you know even a band like that you know because i mean a venue record store whatever yeah. can still right. make that work exactly, well, with bands you know? they can i know the stir had their own like had two um what do they have for their light shows just two little floodlights Oh yeah, yeah. When uh when we played a show with the Stir, they yep. had these uh floodlights and mm-hmm. uh, Andrew Evans, uh, the guitarist, actually what I th- no it was Tanner. Was that the Tanner show. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Tan- I remember those. Tanner was, was controlling really nice. their bassist, and what and during certain parts of the song, mm-hmm. he had the floodlights on. Um, I think it was either behind the cabinets or like right in front of their microphones. Mm-hmm. One of the two, something like that. Placement where it was like carefully hidden but could be executed when needed for like yeah. all their songs and especially for like small clubs like when we yeah. saw them play the milestone it totally worked at the milestone oh yeah because all they had to do was just one click on this little foot box yeah and they turned on and it didn't flash it didn't do hmm. anything crazy it was just on and yeah. then they could walk right back over to it click it again and it turned off it just gives hmm. the show another dynamic yeah yeah so but again most bands don't do that which is kind of like what the rock father was saying so. yeah so i don't know i would say just I wouldn't say I, I'm. I don't, I'm never in a position to really feel like I'm telling venues or someone yeah. to this, really. This isn't advice by yeah. any no. means. I mean, he was asking for advice, but I mean, I don't really feel comfortable saying this is what a venue should do. I think I'm mainly yeah. just more or less going, "Hey, here are some cool examples, yeah. and bands this is get, what we like." But mm-hmm. sometimes it's one of those deals where bands get fired up about that, especially if it's something oh, yeah. that they are, they're attached to, and oh, yeah. it makes them play better than. And hell, if you could find a really inexpensive motion sensor sort of light Mm -hmm. rig, that'll just pop a little bit when someone runs across a stage or jumps or something like that. That's also, you know, perfect. And the thing is, is even maybe six years ago, saying something like that, a venue would go, oh my God, what the fuck? That's so fucking expensive. Even in the last five years, technology Mm -hmm. has advanced to the point where something as basic like that has really gone down in price. Mm -hmm. So that's also an added plus to bands and venues that are a bit more DIY now and want to do something a little bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be, you know, a $500 investment to get a banner made. Yeah. Now you can get one made for a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, now any band with a drive and, you know, save up a couple bucks here and there, you know, you yeah. know, oh, oh, at the end of the month, I've got a hundred dollars to spend on a banner, you know, exactly. and, and now you, you've got an extra element to your show. So that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I really see as a positive in all this, especially in the DIY scene is yeah. things are becoming a little bit more inexpensive and the technology mm-hmm. that people even have in the palm of their hands yeah. in their phones to be able to really push themselves to that next level. They just have to have that motivation. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's also is. what I dig about you guys is you have that motivation. Yeah. We've, the two of us have talked mm-hmm. at shows before, and you've told me some big grand schemes and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, it, and it always like impresses me because mm-hmm. I'm just like, he's always looking toward that next big thing to kind of yeah. push you guys. And that's, that's just, I don't know. I'm going off topic now. <laughs> no, but it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. It's always a good yeah. thing. And like, um, like I said, we're coming out with an album soon. Our first, it was an EP, a six track EP. Uh-huh. We've been, 
gunning away for about a year and a half and hadn't really thought about it very much but we're finally getting that out april 6th Ooh. we're doing a show at tommy's pub right on um, saturday night so mm-hmm. come on out it's a free gig and we'll be Excellent. playing with trash room yes. and the am fms oh so right it will on be that's loud. a stacked bill that's yeah. a stacked bill it'll be very loud and uh very yeah. in your face <laughs> and hopefully a very good show so yes um but yeah, for that, we're doing a lot of work. We're going to try to branch out a little bit. We're talking to bands in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a show set up in Wilmington at Reggie's with the Street Clones. Ooh, they're cool. And I've heard uh, them. yeah, we're going to try to branch out wherever we can over the next few months and just do a few pickup shows and start getting out there some with Hell it. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, Congratulations. That's what, that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Get, up, get on you, man. Mm hmm. Hell yeah. So, well, moving on to the next call. Uh, I technically should have played this one first, but uh, considering Rockfather has a little segment, I had to go ahead and get his in. Yeah. But uh, probably the. probably one of the cutest callers we've had so far um, all right i feel that everyone in this room uh knows at least who this person is uh so let's take a listen hey alex um i'm shelton queen calling from a uh, indian trail north carolina so if you don't know amanda johnson she's actually my mom i just wanted to say you guys are pretty awesome i've listened to a bunch of cool podcasts but you guys have never been more cool I mean, I know you guys know her personally, but hey, maybe I can start in the next episode. <laughs> you, if you want to say hi to mom, here she is. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm here with them. Hello, like, Amanda. <laughs> she can't hear you, Cody. And he's like and she rock too. <laughs> uh, Listens to him. Well, anyway, you said keep it free, so I'm gonna keep it free here. I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you oh, so much, great. man. That's great. No, Amanda, she she is an absolute gem. She yeah. makes it out to shows when she can, and every time she sees us, huge hug. Just Big as sweetheart. Yes, and she's she's been like cramming the episodes lately. Like, yeah. like a few weeks ago, she sent me a message. She's like, I just started the show. I've just been real busy. I haven't been able to. It's like, oh, it's fine. I don't expect our close friends to listen to this shit often. You don't. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> All 13 of our regular listeners <laughs> so i do it from time to time though you know so she was like i'm starting it up i was like okay cool so and then and then she like keeps updating me she's like i'm listening to the couch potatoes without even watching this movie i'm one of those crazy <laughs> people i'm like well, i'm glad you've been enjoying it right so, yeah so just, just saying i can't 100 i can't 100 say i can i i condone an 18 <laughs> and under audience listening to this <laughs> especially because this is an on i this is on iTunes and I should be saying that this really is should be an 18 plus <laughs> podcast but I'm not going to tell people how to run their lives no. yeah. <laughs> but, really th- cool, but thanks though. anyway guys yes, <laughs> I definitely appreciate that and one of the reasons for that is because we can start some shit and uh, we, we are definitely um, uh, some sailors in some past lives I believe oh, yeah, um, yeah. and I and I've been known to uh, maybe start some shit lately on uh, Facebook oh god oh, <laughs> oh, the monster yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Cody, what's your opinion on Nirvana? Okay, so, you know, I never really liked Nirvana that much. Okay. But um, I, so I gave them a re-listen mm-hmm. because I heard, um, is it, I think In Utero was yeah. their last record. And I 
recently acquired my dad's like CD collection. I was, was going like through everything. CDs. I was going to say it's a lot of CDs. <laughs> yeah, and so. I picked up in utero. I heard this was supposed to be their garageiest, their mm-hmm. loudest, and you know the their weirdest. weirdest. Yeah. Right. And um, I think I'm just broken because it wasn't weird, garagey, or uh, loud enough for me. Yeah. And I looked into the production history, and the album they recorded was, but they gave it a few weeks' time, mm-hmm. and they thought about it again, and they had a lot of pressure from the producers, and. They went back and cleaned it up with a different producer, I believe. I think it was Steve Albini, and he always does yeah. weird shit like that. And so it wasn't the record they wanted it to be. And, yeah. you know, they had this big tour for In Utero. It sold a lot of units. And then he shot himself, you know, Kurt. Supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> you know. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, That's we, a whole other podcast. I, I feel like that should be an entire episode one day. Us just digging into that. That'd be fun. The question in my back, like the back of my mind when I heard that was, did that have something to do with it? Because if right. you're an artist and you really value what you're doing, you want to put out something that you would listen to. Absolutely. And going into that record, Kurt Cobain was in that mindset totally. He said, mm-hmm. we wanted to put out something that we would listen to on our turntables you know, at home. Something weird, something loud, something abrasive that you could really jam and, to. And that I might think be, every band kind of comes from and that, I'm sure too. he had that yeah. genuine approach to everything before all the success. Exactly. But he was forced once again, third time into, you know, kowtowing. Yeah. And I don't know if that was a factor in his headspace at the time. Maybe. It could have been. That on top of the heroin. I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I was going to say, you know, I've actually not really heard that concept for it before yet. So yeah. That, that is, that's an interesting point of view. I like that. But I really the, like the bands they played with at the time. I love Sonic Youth. Right. And I really like, say, Mud Honey. Mm-hmm. And uh, not the grunge bands, but the bands that were garage like asso- rocky and hung with the, asso- yeah, the, associated, like the associated acts. Husker right. Do and stuff like that. And I like that stuff to an extent, too. Yeah. Pixies and shit like that. Yeah. I love well, Doolittle. I've, I've mm-hmm. just never really been a fan of any of the material. And there, there was some yeah. meme online, and I shared it. Said something like, "Nirvana's a trash band, and you should just give it up already." Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, and and there's a handful of people that get it, but yeah, there's this one guy that called in, and uh, he had a little bit of uh, some thoughts that maybe he should have kept to himself. Oh jeez. <laughs> I will say this: uh, very unpopular opinion. Uh huh. Hole is better than Nirvana. I'll take it. In, in Bloomstool. Crucify me. <laughs> April 6th, Tommy's Pub. <laughs> Shit. Well, let's see what Tyler's got to say about Nirvana. Hey, it's Tyler calling in again from fucking Fly Ranch, Georgia. You know, Alex, you motherfucker. I, I, know, you, I know you say these things just because you want the attention. And no. I know I'm really messing up by giving it to you, no, I just but you're really picking a nerve. Like, Nirvana, kind of, it's like, come on, coming after Nirvana, all the bands you could come after, like, a band that influenced the entire generation, fucking, just like, that whole Seattle sound, that came, I mean, I guess technically, because of Mother Love Bone, but like, Nirvana pushed that shit into the mainstream. And, you know, for the longest time, I will say, they weren't my favorite band. But like, they've grown on me, like, this Kurt Cobain, not the best guitar player in the world, but it suited the songs, and the lyrics are fucking great. And, you know, to bring this up again, you're hating on a band with great songwriting, when your favorite band 
kiss. No, I, I, I could go more in depth this, but I've already done that. People have already heard. So um, I feel like you need to do some self reevaluation, take some time back, think about some things, you know? I think it would be really good for you. All right. Love you. Bye. <laughs> fucking clapbacks from oh, fucking Tyler over here. Roasting. But, Roasted. But I, I got to roast back there. All right. What you got? Is there a grunge sound or is it a really weak, watered down copy of the 60s Detroit sound? Ooh. Or just a really watered down version of Mud Honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I really can't argue on any of the sound and how they pushed it because I'm one of the main reasons I also don't like Nirvana is I don't like that whole self-loathing vibe that a lot of those 90s bands had. Yeah. Self-loathing, when I see that in a person anyway, just annoys the shit out of me. Yeah. It's just like, of course, everyone's going to be their own critic. You're going to be down on yourself every so often. You don't have to project it to fucking everybody, and that's no. one of the reasons I get annoyed with Facebook. It's like just because you're fucking depressed for a day doesn't mean you have to make some sad ass fucking post about it. They're kinda, Be depressed for a day, deal with it, and move on. That's yeah. my whole generation of singers going like, I guess it's cool to be here tonight. Yeah. yeah, and and to me, that's what a lot of that '90s music felt like. Yeah, and today it just feels like it's still happening, but just on social mm -hmm. media. Just people used to write songs about it. Yeah, yep, now I'm just and I like a few. Nirvana songs. I mean, like maybe I can. I like like seven or eight Nirvana songs, and Bloom's mm -hmm. a fucking jam. But I see Nirvana as one of those classic examples of right place, right time as far as cultural spectrums. Yeah. As a, as opposed to there's the this whole of the idea, music. this uh, this whole platonic thing called catharsis. Mm -hmm. If you like, um, if you're mad, punch a pillow. If you're sad, vent. Right. You know. But there they, are all these psychological studies going around today that say if you vent your anger. You're more likely to be an angry person. Right. If you go through diversity training, you're likely to be more racially aware and less sensitive. And if you vent all the time emotionally, you're more likely to stay sad and to perseverate on it, you know? And so, like, I think people kind of trap themselves in these holes if they keep, you know, complaining all the time right. on Facebook or, you know, writing sad songs. And a lot of those guys in that, you know, Seattle movement didn't come to a good end and that by their own hand. Exactly. So, yeah. and, I mean, and, to and this is, day, it's unfortunate Chris that Cornell is. and uh, yeah, and it's really unfortunate because they are good songwriters. Yeah, and they inspire a lot of people, and that's yeah. a good thing, you know. And just because I'm not a big fan of the music doesn't mean that's not good songwriting. But one key thing in there, because I'll give them the songwriting, I'll give that because, yeah. sure, and basic gets. Maybe one of the issues I have with that is he was going, Kurt wasn't the best guitarist, but he made it work. Well, I can think of a lot of bands that did that. Yeah. Johnny Ramone, mm -hmm. The Misfits, any any fucking guitarist in The Misfits, they were never that great. Yeah. You know, but they still made it work with that sound. So I don't feel that Nirvana is special in that regard. No. You know? That was a guitar so, tone that was getting radio play in the 90s on a consistent basis, too. Yeah. And when it comes to good lyrics, there, fuck, there may have been good lyrics, but I can't fucking understand them. <laughs> to quote Weird Al, sounds like he's got fucking marbles in his mouth. You know? Yeah. It's like, you can't understand a fucking thing he's Mumble saying. Rock. So, maybe he does having some fucking really good, you know, introspective, you know, fucking good lyrics, but no one can yeah. fucking understand them. I just don't... And the argument that, oh, Nirvana's one of the most influential or most impactful bands, doesn't matter if you don't like them. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. everybody has that one band that they don't like that everybody else likes. Yeah. And it's fair enough, you know, because yeah. people have different tastes, you know. And and at the same time, Tyler, if you'd like to call back again next week, um, one of the problems I may have is you've said on two of the voicemails now that Kiss has poor <laughs> songwriting, yet you've yet to be able to provide us any examples of how that is bad songwriting, where in each time we've said that we didn't care for a band and we didn't like their songwriting, we gave examples. So yep. how about this clap back? Call back and tell me why you think Kiss is bad songwriters. And I would like to converse with you about that because I'm open for debate. I'm not saying Kiss are the best songwriters in the world. So are we, so, but at are the we same talking time, mid I would 70s Kiss? Are we talking Paul Stanley yeah. 80s songwriting? Look, <laughs> so if we're talking post-Dynasty. I'm all with you there, buddy. <laughs> but I love those first seven albums. Dude, and, you know? that, and that's my point. And, and my, my kiss is 1977 Love Gun mm -hmm. and Alive 2. To me, the costumes, the band, the live show was on fire. Mm -hmm. Everything They had good merchandising. I love that shit. The inspired Everything, songwriting of Paul Stanley is pretty spectacular. Yes. Yeah. And Gene had some good material at that time. It felt like their stage personas were at peak. Mm -hmm. Everything. So to me, that is like prime kiss so if we're gonna do that let's look at prime uh nirvana and then let's look at prime kiss which in my opinion and again i would agree with you which yeah. would be first album to dynasty yeah. you know yeah. that to me is the good shit and yes i'm including i was made for loving you on that shit because it's a fucking <laughs> good song it's a Catch banger shit dude. it's a fucking good song god damn it yeah. <laughs> i still love it i don't give a Ooh, fuck it's a disco song yeah and sure yeah. knows something was good too and that's even more poppy kiss my ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a fucking great song, man. If we can't count their good stuff, we gotta like discredit a lot of Blondie there. <laughs> oh, right. And see, and that's the thing. I love Blondie. There's we're something to, to be. Yeah. We're listening to the last record that Blondie put out last night on the way back from Greenville. Yeah, yeah. Pollinator. Have you listened to that yet? No, dude. It's fucking amazing. She. Yeah. It's. It's. I was telling Cap. Actually, I won't go into that because that's actually why I was saving that for a little later on in the episode. So we'll, yeah. I'll save that part. But okay. Blondie is a perfect example of that. There is some really great disco-y scowling stuff, but it's yep. like, you're not going to discredit them for that. And no. guess what? They were considered punk. Yep. And they make you dance. That 77 CBGB thing. Uh -huh. yep. Listen to Heart of Glass. Guess what? Yep. That was labeled punk. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Rapture. I love yeah. it. Rapture had a rap... Uh, verse on at the very end rapture yep. did rapture had multiple rap verses that's right yeah the main verse was rap and then the chorus was, was that Debbie harmony and too yeah the drummer in that band uh-huh really understated a lot of people don't notice but listen he's just banging the whole time like killing it cap and i were talking about that last night like there's a song lot, on the new record uh kind of pulling it up here there's a song on the new record where he'd play some amazing stuff i want to say it's long time uh the second track on the record he is doing some amazing stuff dynamically mm -hmm. it's it's a kind of a mid-tempo song yeah and he's just doing it's crazy and his cap mm -hmm. was saying oh that sounds like maybe a sample or two on top and i was listening to it i was like no that's that's just that fucker going i mean yeah. he is just nuts I was about, like, it's almost like jazz beats but like everything else going uh, leading up to it on the cymbals and all that then it's yeah. like a disco yeah. jazz beat almost what he was playing it's yeah. fucking nuts no nah, he, he he's is extremely wild. underrated yeah 
So no, so I would say just call us back and tell us why you think Kiss is bad songwriters. Again, <laughs> from first album to Dynasty. Yeah. And let us know your thoughts on that one, Tyler. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Always has something to say. God damn it. Oh, God. Yeah. It's been a fucking week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this was just stupid bullshit going on. Do you have PayPal? I do, but I don't really use it yet. So. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, everybody is just canceling PayPal right now. Oh. Yeah. It's gotten r- real out of hand, they apparently. They keep changing their like, payment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how much they take out of purchases yeah. and the deals they have. It just keeps shifting. And people don't want change. If you have a good thing going, don't change it. You know? Everybody's switching to Venmo now. Yeah. Venmo works great. I love it. No, it, and it all fucking started. I, I think it, I can't remember if it was on the show or in person, but I is I was just talking about saying, you know, I don't think I've ever had my credit card information stolen. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to someone. Oh no. I said that to someone. It was either Mikey or Cap. I don't feel like it was on the show, but it happened. It you jinxed yourself. Had, there. I jinxed myself. So it always happens. Fucking, yeah. I want to say Tuesday night, mm-hmm. I get a message from Bank of America. They're like, "Hey, we want you to review some charges," and they do that every so often. I'm like, "All right, fine." Yeah. And I look, and there are three charges from a Domino's pizza in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfuckers. Yeah. And these one was like for like 40 bucks. And mm. I'm so there's like 150 out of my account now. I'm like, God yeah. damn it. So I'm like, no, none of these are mine. <sighs> so, and they're like, okay, we're canceling your card and sending you a new one. I'm like, fucking lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had that happen. So all that rolls through. And I'm expecting to get the card by, mm-hmm. say, you know, Thursday. Yeah. Well, Thursday rolls around, nothing. Friday evening rolls around, nothing. Still no card in the fucking mail. I'm like, God damn it. Mm. And my wife doesn't get off until 10. And mm. there's a, I really didn't have anything to eat at the house. And I'm sitting here going, fuck, I'm hungry. Yeah. How the fuck can I order some food? So I'm looking through Uber. Eats, uh, everything is super expensive on there. Everywhere that would accept PayPal as payment mm. is busy or like way too expensive. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. And I can't use Apple Pay because that's connected to my debit card, which uh, is now canceled, and I don't have cash on me. And, God damn! And all this, this shit bad. can't get cash because you don't have the card. And exactly, yeah. and it's late, and the bank's closed, so mm. it's not like even I could fucking take a bus over to the bank and get a temporary card to yeah, do all this you got shit. Got an acoustic guitar in a corner out there. <laughs> I ain't doing that shit just to get just to fuck for, no, no, not for that. No. See Alex Buskin. <laughs> 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 my debit card got stolen. Spirit spirit in front of it looks like a big piece of cardboard. This machine <laughs> feeds fill-ins. <laughs> and then you have the rabbit with you. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out using the rabbit as bait. <laughs> so this isn't the first time Bank of America's just canceled a card on me anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm going, okay, I've done this before. Let me look and see what I can do through PayPal because PayPal lets you purchase like gift cards and shit like that through there where they just send you the code. Hmm. I was like, sweet, let me just see what gift cards they have, see if they have any restaurant gift cards. I'll just pay using my PayPal, which is connected to my bank account, get the gift card code, and then boom. Yeah. I got money for food. So I'm scrolling through and they're like, hey, Domino's gift card. I'm like, fucking sweet, getting some pizza. So get me a $20 gift card. Uh, and it's like the code should be sent to you, you know, in a matter of uh, 30 minutes. Uh, but if not, uh, sometimes it could take up to three hours. It's like, fucking yeah. hell, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I place it 
and I've done those sort of things before, it's usually immediate. Hmm. The reason they have that buffer on there is like Black Friday or around Christmas when their servers are busy and it's going to take a minute for the code to get sent to you, yeah. not someone randomly purchasing some fucking Domino's gift card on a Friday night. Not many people are fucking doing that. I yeah. would not believe. I'd like to see the numbers on that, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> numbers like that interest me. So, no, I'm sitting here going, cool, I should get this in like fucking five minutes. Hmm. 45 minutes pass. Fucking oh nothing. Oof. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I look at my account. It's pulled out of the account. I'm like, you have the money. Where's my fucking code? This should be immediate. Yeah. So I call it PayPal. Get the first person on the phone. I'm like, hey, here's the issue. They're like, okay. Uh, yeah, it says the uh, transaction's been completed. I was like, cool. So what's the code? They're like, oh, you hadn't gotten the email yet? I was like, no. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, hold on one second. You get put on hold. 20 minutes later, mm-hmm. I get, thank you for calling PayPal. What's your first and last name? And give it again. They're like, yeah, what's your issue? I was oh. Like, I was like, um, What do you mean, what's my issue? Yeah. I was <laughs> like, I've got two now. <laughs> yeah. And I go, um, yeah, someone, I was put on hold. Someone was just checking a code for me. They're like, oh, I'm happy to help you with that. What's the issue? So I'm go through the shit again. They're like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I'll be able to get the code, but let me just look here. I might be able to just get the email forwarded to you. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just give me the shit. Is what I'm thinking. I'm just being really nice. Yeah. I work in that shit, and I try to make sure I don't direct my anger at the wrong person. Just because you're angry before you call doesn't mean you yeah. be angry at the person you're on the phone with. So you don't want to tra- be a middle-aged white lady. Then. Yes. Yeah. So it's I'm trying. Tested. So so I'm trying to make sure I keep my anger and annoyance in check and be very understanding and just be like, hey, it must be the system. It's not your fault, but mm. hey, I'm a little annoyed, so just help me out here. They go, okay, let me put you on hold again. Check. I'm like, okay. No lie. On hold for 35 minutes. Jeez. At this Jesus, point, PayPal. at this point, I am fuming because mm-hmm. I'm hangry. Yeah. Not only am I just angry, I'm fucking starving now yeah. because I was hungry before I started looking through this. It took me about the goddamn pizza. I've been hungry for roughly about three and a half, well, about three hours at this point between going, fuck, I don't have the card. Mm -hmm. Huh, what are all my options? Oh, I can do something through PayPal. That all took about maybe about an hour and a half of thinking, and now I've been on the phone for about 45 minutes. I'm just like, God fucking damn. Or or actually, no, about 50 minutes at this point. Mm. So finally, I get a third person. And it's the same shit. Hi, thank you for calling PayPal. I'm like, God, fuck it. I'm pissed. Yeah. I go, look. I said, this, I'm, this, you're the third person. I said, I'm so sorry to yell at you, but I'm just pissed. I said, you are the third person I've gotten. <laughs> Each person has said they just put me on hold to check some information. And all of a sudden, you're answering the phone acting like this is a fucking new call. Who am I speaking with? And they're like, oh, this is general customer service. I said, I don't want to talk to you. Please forward me to someone higher so I don't get mad at you. because I'm mad at everyone else I don't want to be mad at you and they're like well just tell me the issue (sighs) see now I'm about to be mad at you (laughs) I'm about to be mad at you now I go through the whole shit I explain everything and now you're the third goddamn person I've told this to yeah what can you do they go oh well it seems like uh, it's actually a pending charge now well the first person said it was completed which is it 
Oh, well, oh, wow. it looks like the order was completed, but the transaction is pending. Now, at this point, okay. I've already, Morgan's already asked me what I wanted to do for dinner, and I've said that I've been trying to do this for a minute, and I've been telling her everything on text, and she's like, well, just send me some money. I'll order it for you, and you know, yeah. just get it. I was like, okay, cool. So she's already ordered like food for me, and it's on its way. Yeah. So at this point, I'm telling them, okay, look, just cancel the whole thing. Just, yeah. just cancel it. I don't want it anymore. If it's still pending, just cancel it. Oh, if it's pending, we can't cancel it. What the fuck does that mean? Apparent. Well, it's because when you purchase a gift card, the money immediately goes to the merchant. So, oh, so, so I go, okay. So, what about when it's completed? Oh no, when it's completed, they just have the money. So, so what you're <laughs> telling me is a pending transaction to where they don't have the money can't be canceled, and money that they have can't be canceled either. Okay. I said uh. so. Whose fault is it that I haven't gotten the shit yet? Yeah. And they said, well, it, it just seems to be still pending. We're not quite sure why. I said, so it's your fault. Fucking pay. I said, so you fucked up and now I have to pay the price for it? They're like, well, that's not really how it works. I said, bullshit. That's, that's not exactly how that works. How this is I said, let me tell you how it works. You're fucking PayPal. You run this shit. Yeah. You run every single online merchant. You have your hands in fucking everything. And you're telling me you can't stop a fucking $20 transaction that hadn't gone through yeah. yet? That is some bullshit. And that's why I said, get me to someone higher than you because now I'm pissed off at you too. Oof. Burn it down. Burn it down. <laughs> burn it down. Yeah. There was, si there was silence for 15 seconds. She didn't say anything. I said, are you still there? <laughs> She goes, yes. I said, can you please get me to someone higher than you? Because I understand you can't do anything. I told yeah. you that, I was going to get mad at you. Because that's the other part, too. As I also yeah. told her, I said, I understand if you can't do anything. Yeah. But someone else can. Yeah. Put me to someone higher. I'm mm -hmm. not trying to be mad at you. I know you can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Quit wasting my time. I get put on hold again. I look at the phone. It's been an hour and 15 minutes. Just dropping the fucking ball. I get a new guy on. Different kind of attitude. He goes, hi, thanks for calling PayPal. What's your issue? <laughs> he doesn't ask for my name. Nothing. Yeah. And I go, how much do you already know? He goes, <laughs> I know very little, but I get very few phone calls. <laughs> oh. I said, okay. And I, and I didn't tell him anything else that happened. I said, yeah, I purchased a gift card. Um, I still hadn't gotten the code yet. And at this point, I'm just not really interested anymore. So I, I just like it canceled. He goes, okay, what's the email address it was purchased under? I gave it to him. He goes, okay, hold on a second. No hold music. Yeah. Nothing. Nice. And then, Stayed on the line. Uh-huh. And then about 30 seconds later, he comes back. He goes, all right, that transaction has been canceled. Nice. And I was like, okay, I got a question for you, ma'am. Yeah. said, how is it that I've spent the last hour and 20 minutes on this phone talking to four different people, getting all this runaround, all of a sudden I talk to you, and within fucking one minute, my issue's solved. He goes, yeah, again, I mean, I just kind of do a little bit of everything around here. I was like, oh, okay. You talked to Mr. Payback. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Payback. Yeah. So I go, so how do, and, and I said, how many people like you are there? He goes, there, there's a decent amount. I said, okay. I there's said, a, there's only a select few. No, he goes, there's a decent <laughs> amount. And I said, 
okay. I said, so how do I get someone like you in the future? And he goes, first person you get on the phone with, tell him you need blah, 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 blah. And, and he told me the, the department name. And it wasn't super high up. Right. But, but it was like it was like the third tier person kind of thing. Yeah. For some reason, I got bounced around in that first and second tier for a minute. And then oh. finally got bumped to the person I knew I wanted. I've talked to those kind of people before. Yeah. I've been, and that's the other thing, too. I've had PayPal for fucking ever. Yeah. And he mentioned that. He goes, yeah, you've had PayPal for a really long time. Uh, he's like... He, he threw out some percentage. He's like, you're among like one of the 40% of like longest running people. Something yeah. along those lines. It well, wasn't a, isn't some, that special? Yeah. Like I've had it for that long, that yeah. same account. So he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, next time you need someone, you need this kind of help. Just ask for this department. I was like, there you Thank go. You. And, and now I'm just sitting here going, I was like, that was kind of creepy. The way he just answered. He's like, PayPal what's your issue. Yeah, and just like <laughs> just immediately done. <laughs> yeah, nice. and then again, no hold music when he was working on stuff either, because on the other yeah. phone calls they would put me on momentary hold. Mm. They're like, okay, hold on one second. Ding, 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 Thirteen minutes later. No, no, no. It, just oh, like yeah. you know, like forty-five seconds. Okay. okay, yeah, I checked on that, and it's yada yada yada. No, yeah. I had a couple of those anyway, but there were still those long, like twenty to forty-minute like mm. on hold things. And I posted about it on Twitter, and a couple of people went, God, you are so fucking patient. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had a fucking Actually, point no. to prove. Yeah. After I got put on hold for 15 minutes over a $15, $20 refund, yeah. I had a point to prove. I'm yeah. like, uh-uh, you're not doing this shit. I've got all the time in the world. Yeah. I've got all fucking night. I got my food coming. And you probably I can got- fucking eat while I talk to the fucking 20th motherfucker. I got a point to prove. But you learned something very important. What? A PayPal life hack. Oh yeah! Now what? Oh, and what probably happens? You probably got that poor girl at customer service fired because that Oof. was her buffer to the top tier guys. Like, <laughs> you let him through. <laughs> <laughs> you never Damn. let a customer through to me. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. So I, on the way here, I've been. Uh, have you, well, have you been through any of sort of that bullshit where you've just had to just go on and on about something where you've had to finally just get shit done? So, oh man, books a million. Okay. Don't really? ever use your debit at books a million. Okay. Use cash if you can. Right. Is books a million still a thing? It is. They have it like um, Concord Mills Mall. I was gonna say all, all the ones in Charlotte yeah. shut down. But they have that one. That's the only one I know. But they're still around. I went to this one, man, and usually I pay in cash. I did not this time. They right. asked me, would you like to get these uh, free magazine offers there? Oh. No, I would not like to have free magazines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a week later, get some free magazines there. Ooh. And uh, a lot of them. And this kept happening. And I was like, eventually they were sending me like five or six magazines, which means they had not only uh-huh. given me the free ones, they were charging me for other ones somehow. Yep. So I called up, and I, you know, it took me like an hour getting through people and moving to eventually get to the right person. And then I got to like some automated thing, and I had to type in. I had to call like five times to cancel each individual yep, yep, magazine. Yep. So yeah, be careful about those. Anywhere no, they ask that, you about that, try mm-hmm. to pay cash because it's a pain in the ass if they fuck up. Man, th- you're not fucking around on that either because yeah. I. I- it didn't happen uh, through Books a Million, but there was another company that I purchased something through. Yeah. And it was like, you, do you want the free magazine offer? And I said no. Mm-hmm. 
all of a sudden they started coming in anyway. Yeah. And I reached out to that company hmm. and was like, hey, like immediately when I started getting them in, I knew yeah. who it came from. I immediately reached out to them and was like, hey, yeah. uh, I understand this is a free trial and I've not hmm. been charged for them, but I said I didn't want them. You're going to yeah. charge me later. Please cancel this. Hmm. And they're like, okay. Uh, and I even got a confirmation email. They're like, we've canceled out the thing. You've let us know before your card was charged, yeah. which is how that works. Mm-hmm. And they were like, uh, you're going to continue to receive some magazines, but you will not be charged for them. Here's your reference number. Hold yeah. on to it in case you need it. Sweet. Thank you. Months go by. So that six-month trial goes by. I still don't get charged, but I'm still receiving magazines. Hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. A year goes by. I'm still receiving magazines, but I still haven't been charged. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Is this, this, why is this still happening? Yeah. I'll log into my account one day and see that there's over $100 pulled out in separate transactions from each of those companies. Oh. Oh, shit. It hit almost a year later. And I'm sitting here going, what the fuck? Yeah. And that exact sort of thing kind of happened. And I was able to get immediate refunds. It, wasn't, yeah. it I didn't have to wait long. It was immediate mm. credits. But that's good. Because... Yeah. I called them and they said they would be issuing refunds. And then I immediately called Bank of America mm. and then was like, hey, they said they're issuing refunds, but I really need this cash. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we've got you. And they immediately mm. put credits and just canceled out the whole thing because yeah. they were like, yeah, we get calls about these companies all the time. We understand. Wow. Yeah. That, pain, that is some shisty shit, man. It is. I mean, if nobody wants to order the magazines, why put them in stores like that and then like give these offers that you're pressing employees to like give you? Because I know the person who gave me that magazine subscription got some little kickback. Yep. Oh, and they do. Even though Same I said thing no, with store cards. You know, they did it just to pad their pocket a little bit there, you know, no, make 10 cents or something. That's the one thing that really winds up kicking me when it comes to retail stuff is because I don't mind being in retail. I yeah. don't mind selling, mm-hmm. especially if it's to a specific clientele. Yeah. If, I, if I'm selling to the general public, I yeah. don't like that. But mm-hmm. if but if I worked at a record shop, if I worked at a music store, yeah. if I worked for a specific clientele, mm-hmm. God, I would love doing that. Yeah. But nowhere like that pays enough. No. Yeah. Um, you got to work in a big retail place like Dillard's. And you'll still hit, yeah. the, you'll still hit the customers anyway even if you do open up a record shop. Oh, of course. But I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. with that, there's a bit more of a connotation to it. You don't True. have to be, oh, hi, everyone. Welcome to the record store. Yeah. You know, you, you can be a bit more real with them. And Alex if someone's really mm-hmm. pissing you Alex off, you can open be... A record store and be like, what's yeah. up, assholes? Welcome to such and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially. I mean, exactly, but but you, you know? can do that. Yeah. You know, be be nice to your customers. But if they're being rude to you, you you're the fucking boss. And Tell you can be like, out. yeah, and be like, yeah. look, man, is a price haggler okay right yeah. in, in a professional retail establishment mm-hmm. if someone comes in they're like yeah you have to do a little better on this and you genuinely can't yeah and people don't understand that people think that people that have work those registers have a magic fucking button that can yeah. just erase the total of something that's not how it fucking works no it's their their fucking pos systems that have <laughs> things in place piece of shit you, systems yes that's exactly what they are <laughs> it's exactly what they are yeah, yeah. But there are certain systems in place to where you can't put discounts on certain things. Yep. You can't take off certain totals. We mm-hmm. don't have the authority to do that. Anna no matter Anna how much you want to yell, it doesn't matter. No yeah. matter how many times you want to yell in my face and go, this is bad customer service. Yeah. I want to just tell them, come behind the fucking counter and try it your goddamn self. <laughs> Watch me do this. 
I know, it I, doesn't fucking work. Your coupon doesn't scan because the fine print right here says it doesn't work on this product. It's not yep. my fucking fault. I didn't mm-hmm. make the goddamn coupon, asshole. <laughs> so that's why I don't like working for You've been a hanging big... on to that yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his, like, you can't see him, but his neck veins are popping out. <laughs> he got beat red for a second there. Like, <laughs> But that's why I can't work for a major retail company because yeah. all that time you're also having to sit here and go, I do apologize. I'm so sorry. No, I really can't do that. And they're yelling at you. Yeah. When you work for an independent company where you've got maybe five people that work for you and the bat and the boss man that's there 24 seven that tells you exactly how to run the job yeah. and you know exactly what he's going to allow and not allow when someone comes up and goes, you're going to do a little better price on this. You can either confidently go, yeah, I can knock off a dollar or two. Yep. Or you can go, I'm sorry, all prices are fixed. And if they want to raise a fuss, you can go, well, you can take it or leave it because you know your boss is going to come up and back you up. Exactly. Yeah. But here's what happens. Someone bitches at the retail establishment, I want to speak to your manager. And now the managers do have that fucking authority. Yeah. But the problem is almost every, I would well, almost every, I'd say one out of five people that mm. are making a big purchase yeah. are trying to get extra off. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a coupon. Oh, okay. You can't call the fucking manager every time. No. You can't. They tell you, don't do this every time. Yeah. Do it for the irate people. But the problem is, is the irate people have figured that shit out. Yeah. So now they just get irate with everybody. And then everybody's getting the fucking discount. So what's the fucking rules? What's even the point of the fucking rules anymore? Why yeah. do we have terms and stipulations on these fucking coupon codes if everyone's just going to get the goddamn discount anyway? Yeah. Profits. <laughs> Conglomerates. Yeah, retail is a shit show, man. Like the best job ever, though. Doing dishes in a restaurant. Dishes? Dishes. Really? Why dishes? If you're fast, you work at your own pace. You don't have anyone telling you any shit you got to do. Not even the boss. You just take it, you do it, get all the dishes out there, you know? You don't even have to, like, work at the window, you know? It's so much better. It's the best fucking job ever. I don't like getting wet like that, though. I've worked at, like, a moving company. And you you are your boss there pretty much. Yeah. You know, you decide where to stack stuff, but you got people you got to work with. You do dishes, yeah. you ain't got to work with anybody. You still, no. You just, Unless it's a giant place, I guess. I was going to say, yeah, when I think of back of house, I think of like a whole crew. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, if when it's I, like when a K&W I worked, kitchen, I don't know. Well, that's, that's a little different, but when I worked back at the house um, in one of the restaurants in Noda, yeah. um, everyone there just kind of pitched in on dish. Uh, we yeah. had we had a few preppers. Yeah. Um, I worked line primarily, but mm-hmm. I would still do prep and dish every so often, like if we were yeah. real busy and needed help. Mm-hmm. But uh, we, we would have prep guys, and they would also do dish, but yeah. they still had to work in conjunction with us. They still had to hop on the line every yeah. so often. They had to deal with the waitresses, mm-hmm. and every so often they would even go out and help bus tables, you know, yeah. just to get the dishes back. In. So it's like, it, at least in my experience, I hadn't really had what yeah, you yeah. saw. You know, mm-hmm. you still have to kind of work as that team. It's not really that, yeah, yeah. you know, individual place of. Mm-hmm. And plus, like I said, just doing dishes there, you know, I'd say yeah. maybe twice a week every so often. Mm-hmm. God, it just, I hated getting wet like that. Oh, yeah. I, I hate going out in the rain. I, I love like getting wet. I love, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is just a cat. It's just like, eh. Well, I like I like I love showers. I, I love yeah. taking a nice hot shower. Mm-hmm. I like being wet when I'm supposed to be wet. Take that yeah. however as you will. <laughs> uh, but gross. But if <laughs> moist. Oh, trust me, I can keep going if you want me to, Cap. 
Oh, gee. <laughs> so, we don't want to know how long you could go, Alex. <laughs> we'll stop you there. <laughs> no, no, no. Inside joke. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, but if I'm going like out in the rain, hmm. if water gets around my neck, yeah. that will literally infuriate. Infuriate. <laughs> I am infuriated. Tongue tied. Infuriate me. I can't speak today. God damn it. You know what I'm trying to say. You are mad. It will piss me the fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Alex has been venting all day. And now it's just getting his words confused. I see him. It's not getting confused. I'm saying the right word. I just can't fucking say it. Did we do the something you hate part yet? <laughs> you can't see on the mic, but Alex is kind of twitching. <laughs> his one eye is like a cocaine eye. Oh, man. Oh, man. What was I saying before all that? Is that a longer fingernail oh, over there? We're talking about that. <laughs> God, don't start that shit. People in town want to start that stupid ass rumor anyway. Don't oh, start. Oh no, Alex does not do cocaine. <laughs> I just love energy drinks. <laughs> he is clean cut. Sure, not not exactly, but not exactly, but pretty. <laughs> but, I'll, but I don't drink anymore. So yeah, this hot sauce has energy drinks in it. Hey, actually, that is true. Yes. <laughs> no, but. Uh, Getting water on my neck will just really piss me off. It's yeah. just it's something about getting wet there, hmm. just by rain or whatever. Yeah. Just it's it, oh, it just tingles down my spine. It just hmm. you know that you know if you touch something and you're just like I don't like the way that feels or you know yeah. you hear something and you're like ah God, I get that same reaction from getting water around my neck. Yeah. It just oh, it just pisses me the fuck off. I can't stand Oof. it. It just makes me so mad just walking in the makes brain. So just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So this so is something I've been thinking about. That's like, why I uh, couldn't do Dish. I've been re-listening to a lot of older like Charlotte stuff with all these CDs I got, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, so I've been kind of coming up with, like, what's my favorite North Carolina band? Uh-huh. And it's pretty definitively the self-made monsters at this point. That's probably my favorite, too. They're just, you know, ultimate psych rock, garage rock band. You can pinpoint their interests, but they are, you, you know, identifiably their own thing. Yeah. And they're just so fucking good. Like, I've been hyping Fine Stew, that record, for a long, like, I about like, a week now. Yeah. And there's just some of the best throwaway lines ever on that, you know? We uh we had a Self-Made Monster song on an episode or two ago, too. Word. Do you have a, Do you have the vinyl rips? Uh, no. I've got, that's what I put on there. I'll make sure you know this too. Radio shots and all that too. Yeah. They're like, uh. The Radio Shot EP. I don't have that ripped. For those that don't know, they're kind of like, uh, Charlotte's version of the Stooges. Yes. As far as just rawness and approach. That's a very good comparison. I feel feel like Eddie would like that. And the main three, (laughs) the main three guys, Eddie Ford, and then the two brothers, uh, Mike and Scott, they play, um, you know. Drums and guitar, respectively, yeah. like the uh, Ashton brothers and the Stooges. They all met in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eddie can play everything, and he kind of taught those guys to play over time. Yeah. And so including they, drums and everything? Including drums and everything, from what I understand. Because he plays drums and he's bit, Eddie's been too far off. Yeah. yeah. He's amazing at drums, too. And so, but yeah, you know, and they all hung out forever. They're all just like really fucking good. You I, want, know? I miss them. I want them to do shows again. And there's a song. There's a little story I heard about that record. It's fine, Stu. There's a song in there called "Negative No." Okay. And it's got like a great start off uh, throwaway line. Um, I can't remember right off the hand, right off hand, right now. But I'll, I'll come back to me. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found out that's a song by a band called The Negatives. Okay. Which are like a garage rocky sort of band. My dad worked with back oh, in word. the day. And um, Russ Ward. Russ Ward, yeah, yeah, Mad Brother Ward. And at some point. 
they got a hold of that and they put it on the record and it's just really good you know oh yeah man um this shit has got to stop everywhere i turn indie rock <laughs> there it <laughs> is know? the line yeah nice tired of the ones and zeros tired of your fake fucking heroes it's just a good throwaway line that's great that is really good yeah that was one thing i've always appreciated about eddie is he's got and listening back to it because i think something must have been in the water i was listening back some self-made monster stuff too and then cap threw out the suggestion hey put it on the episode yeah so i think it's something in the water and and hell even uh john bowman which was the producer Mm -hmm. for the boring heist record um ex-member of annie scene current member of war boys and producer um uh, of everybody uh, right now he's yeah and mystery school records records co-guy so, with john bridges of street clones yeah the two guys we got that checklist going and self-made yeah. <laughs> monsters had a release on all that so it's like everything yeah. falls under that circle venn diagram of yeah. family and friends and connections and it's and, cool because barry uh barry hannibal yep. of anti-scene recorded our record for us that's right he recorded our first record too along with john under, Bowman. yeah and it's coming out under mystery school records so excellent you know so it all just kind of wraps in full circle and and, yeah. and self-made monsters have a release also on uh mystery school records yep so you all are label mates now we so are. it all finally f- flows and connects a friend yep. of your father's from all these years and yep. now his son's got a record yeah. on the same label that his friend does it's a cool story about that too like yeah, um, how'd that the come connection to be? so well not necessarily that but um about two and a half years ago um, self-made monsters had some falling out with their longtime basis. I remember that. And they were looking for a new guy. And Eddie called up my dad and said, would Cody be down for this? Would I be down for it? And, Dude. um, but at that time I was working on starting up this new band, me and Owen were writing together and we were looking for members and he told him, no. If he had told me, the answer would have been yes. Wow, And I would have been in two bands. Wow, Russ. (laughs) Damn. I firmly believe you can't serve two masters, but if it was self-made monsters, like, in a heartbeat, I would do it, you know? Absolutely. Dude, how many people in bands that are doing this full-time, or how many musicians on the regular have just one band these days anyway? Not many, Metallica's or Stones or whatever. Yeah. But I, I, mean, I believe consider this my know. second band. Oh, yeah? I consider the podcast to be the second band. Yeah. That's because I'm doing some stuff with Rabbit Salesman, and every mm-hmm. so often we'll do something with uh, Biggie Stardust, but yeah. the fill-ins are still just the main. So mm-hmm. this fills up my secondary yeah. little outlet kind of thing. I know, Cap, you got a lot of stuff going oh, on yeah. all the time. Kelsey, Re- Kelsey Ryan Kelsey Ryan and new fill-in stuff. I'm, I'm learning how to spread it all out, you know, consistently. Doing yeah. session work. Yeah, I might be doing something in April. I found out today too. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. Are you something at liberty to speak about? Uh, once it's uh, confirmed, yeah. Okay. Word. We got something very interesting on the DL that we can hint at. Okay. Um, give us a little. Give us a little juicy detail. It's here. a little independent film. Uh-huh. Um, a producer from up in New York is working on. Um, mm-hmm. Has a million dollar budget. All right. So it's you know an indie, but a pretty big yeah. indie. You, nowadays you can do a lot with a mill, especially with the way cameras are now. Yeah, that, and there, that, that goes into a lot of props. Yeah. And there's a potential for a boron heist angle there, Ooh. kind of like a Wings of Desire, Nick Cave and Bad Seeds, yeah, or street, yeah, yeah. Streets of Fire and the Blasters, like band playing in the background in yeah, a club yeah. sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. So it's all in the DL. It's all in the hush hush, but. Um, I can't name any names or anything. Of course, anything, of course, but of course. If it comes through, that'd be really cool. Dude, so. that'd be fucking awesome. In the meantime, it's just working on videos and getting our stuff out there very soon. Hopefully, we're going to mm-hmm. drop some stuff on 
you know, wherever we can, Reverb Nation, Songify, whatever, of, Bandcamp. Speaking of, yeah, I don't know if you listened to Owen's episode or not. I got a bone to pick with you. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I got a bone to pick with you. Why is it? Uh huh. That Mikey's heard a bunch of shit. Okay. <laughs> and we talk about you guys weekly on this show. You do Name a lot. Yeah. You do a lot, man. Do a whole you do. lot. And, you know, I'm kind of in this whole promo game where I'm yeah. trying to, you know, bring my friends in yeah. and, you know, show them a wider audience, you know, or, yeah. you know, sure, we have a little bit intertwining audience, but hey, you know, you never know mm. what happened with the podcast, you yeah, know, all of a sudden exactly. people go back and listen, oh shit, it's mm. this band called The Boring Heist, you know, I'm just trying to do a little something for my friends, you know, yeah. it's just a little bit of stuff like that. Why have I not heard a single <laughs> fucking track? I've, I've not heard jack shit from this record. I've heard some of the stuff. And Cap's even heard it. Okay, so. What the fuck, Cody? I have known. <laughs> by the way, I have known you the longest. You have. Out of all of these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. And I hadn't gotten jack shit. Yeah, you've known me since we were like. Three Toddlers. years old, practically. To be fair, I, was little, little. The, I was talking on the last episode. I have yeah. a literally, you know how those memories you have where it's just that quick flash? Yeah. I have a memory of uh, you and Russ coming over when we were still fucking kids. Yeah. Like just a, like literally a three hmm. second vision memory of yeah. that. So we fucking met as fucking toddlers, <laughs> asshole. And I so, can't get even a track <laughs> to play on my piddly ass podcast <laughs> that your singer was on. I'm to sorry. Promote you guys okay uh, so I'll, okay i'll defend so I a little goddamn here goddamn live grenade songs so mikey lives in my neighborhood and and like so that's easy for him to like be in my car and like uh -huh. hear the tracks right uh -huh. you know right, right. and um does cap live up there cap heard now, it because mark uh, dumped him on me is how i wound up with mark him. is a little free with the tracks that a little freer than i am mm -hmm. um but i was gonna send you one mm -hmm. of those tracks right and Owen said that you were going to send me an email or a message. And you just never sent me a message, so I didn't send him your way. I was also, it's his fault now. Uh, uh, no, I, I sent a message through Owen and was like, I'm going to hit up Cody, especially okay. if I don't hear from him. Then by the time shit he got around. He didn't tell me that, man. Well, he, he's a little communicationally challenged at times. So. A little bit, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. A little I love bit. you, Owen. I know you're listening to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Like but when, I got, <laughs> when I got here, though, I did lay down on you guys yes, the you new did. EP, so you go, so, got a copy. What, does, what song is going to be at the end of this episode? episode the song that will play at the end of this episode yes. is called ride and rough <laughs> okay Bounce. you also didn't listen to the other episode oh yeah please explain that title to me okay, okay. so here's the thing owen writes all the lyrics uh -huh. and i write all the songs right that's generally how we do it uh-huh um and it's about going out and driving to shows and stuff and uh whether that's driving down to see a band or driving with your band mm -hmm. um, and being a little reckless out there on the road. Right. Uh, but what we found is some of the tracks have a certain resemblance and some of the artwork we ended up choosing was mm -hmm. 1920s crime photography that's yep. in the public domain as of this year. Yep, yep. Nice. Um, because, you know, all the new public domain laws, we yep. were halted from 1998. And now we get new stuff finally. Now. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, four years in Disney, you know, yeah. with Mickey Mouse. So that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, it is. But Unless they renew that license again, which yeah. you know they're going to do. Yeah. But we found there's this theme in the whole record, and it's kind of 
driving and being dangerous and living kind of dangerously right. and so the record is called riding rough there's some crime scene photography dead bodies in the front and so sort of stuff like that yeah yeah and it's just a general theme um but did, it did should you, be a little you, uh, riotous little rock and roll record did, so. did you uh did you google the words riding rough no <laughs> good i think you might be a little intrigued by the results oh. <laughs> which is why it always made me giggle when i heard that yeah yeah well, i do a little of that <laughs> if I, th- I don't think you're catching what i'm throwing <laughs> oh maybe i'm thinking about something a little different <laughs> i smell what you're stepping in Okay. I smell what you're stepping in now. That's why it made me giggle a little bit. And as I said on the last episode that we discussed it, when you look at the cover, yeah, yeah. it all makes sense. And when you hear yeah. it within context, it makes sense. But I have a fucking eight-year-old brain. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard riding, riding rough, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> you know. But, uh, but yeah, and we hope it'll be you know a so, good thing to be out there. We're going to... After this show, start putting it out some places. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, Repo will carry it. Hopefully, oh, Lunchbox yeah, will carry they, it. Absolutely. Um, and wherever we play, hopefully they'll play it. You know, if we go up to Lenore, they got a good record store over there in Wilmington, mm-hmm. Asheville. You know, what about your Static digital? Age. You can have it on iTunes, We will Spotify, eventually all that have stuff. digital. That'll be out probably about a week after the EP you release. Got all show. that set up. Is and I'll set? get it all set up. I'm working on it still. I got. I, I'll send you links. It's, it's really easy to do, okay. man. Uh, you you literally have it. Set. So when's what exactly is your release date? Our release date is April sixth. April sixth, Saturday, uh, March. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, if we okay. were to get this stuff submitted like within the next day or two, you could probably have it out digitally that same day. Okay. Possibly. All right. So it's real yeah. easy to set up and do. If you have your master right. files and your yep. artwork, it's real easy to set all that stuff up, man. Easy, easy peasy. All right. Super easy. So, no, definitely, guys, it's going to be in the Something Good For You playlist on Spotify. Which yes. Do you have yeah. Spotify? I do. You do have I got Spotify. It for you guys. Excellent. So, yeah. so you know what's up. <laughs> I do. All there right. Well, I think it's about time for us to dig on into our Spotify playlists and Let's figure out. What the hell have we been listening to? What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. <laughs> Dang it, uh, Bobby. <laughs> Dang it, Bobby. What are you listening to, boy? <laughs> well, this week, as uh, we were talking about earlier, let's go a little yeah. bit more in depth now. Uh, the new Blondie record, well, I say new, it came out in 2017, but Pollinator. Mm. I fucking love that record. There's probably only three songs on there that I typically skip, mm. but I feel that this is a perfect example of how a legacy band should do current music okay. because... In no way, shape, or form does it sound like they were trying to recreate anything of the past. Mm. Um, The production still sounds like modern production. It sounds like modern technology. It sounds like a modern recording. Mm. But the songwriting is so reminiscent of that 70s and and early 80s vibe. The vibe is still there. And that's what's so good about it. It doesn't sound like they're trying to recreate an album. But they still have that right vibe to it. And it just, to me, created 
a really good if this winds up being their last album yeah it's a perfect bookend to their entire catalog it spans everything nothing sounds repeated nothing sounds like oh well they just took this idea and just put new lyrics to it yeah everything has a fresh take to it and stuff like doom or destiny sounds like they're old like hanging on the telephone kind of vibe mm-hmm. long time is a little bit more like heart of glass okay. uh, already naked and fun or you know kind of uh flowy and you know dancey songs yeah. they've got a great combination of stuff so I just I highly recommend that one and Debbie's yeah. voice is still there and she's like what 70 I, I want to say that probably to be rude, I think she's probably 60s late 60s yeah. Yeah. it's like you can hear the age a little bit mm-hmm. in her voice but the vocal effects they decided to use yeah. on her kind of help and it's not yeah. overbearing, and, yeah. it, and it's still and it still sounds modern because of that. But mm-hmm. there's no auto tuning. Nice. But say there's like a little bit of like a phaser effect to kind of give it that flowing in and out of yeah. you know frame kind of thing, or you know throw a little bit of like a megaphone effect mm-hmm. on it to kind of add that sound to it. Yeah. That kind of maybe masks a little bit of raps she may have. There's some really cool effects they did on the. Well, you got me kind of excited. What's the uh, name of the track we're about to check out? Uh, we can't play any of that on the show. We're oh, not playing any of that on the show. Okay. Uh, I may there's sometimes I can bury it yeah. underneath if it's kind of quiet, but we don't want to trigger iTunes okay. signals and get us banned. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we usually stick to mm-hmm. some indie music. But what, yeah. sometimes we can stick it underneath, so I, I don't know what's okay. play, I'm nothing may be playing right now, but I'll play you some stuff after the show for okay. sure. But yeah, Blondie's always been one of those trendsetter bands anyway, as far as like yeah. taking chances in the late seventies, those chances wound up becoming trends anyway. So it yeah. only makes sense with the quality of songs they have that yeah. they uh, had this approach with this album too. Mm-hmm. Well, Cap, what you been listening to? I got a twofer. Oh God, yeah. another twofer. Uh, it's a lot of cool shit going on. Uh, first off, this Atlanta band called Barrera Cudas. Yeah. Barrera Cudas. I yeah. like that. Yeah. They're kind of, they're just power pop <laughs> as fuck. And nice. Kind of the same deal as a lot of Atlanta bands down there as far as that lane of uh, pop punk. But the mm. songs are really fucking catchy, and I love that stuff anyway. They're kind yeah. of had a, having a resurgence. Uh, they were more active uh, two or three years ago, but now they're starting to play shows in Atlanta again. Yeah, I see their name a lot on Spotify. I just hadn't actually gone to actually check out their stuff yet. I need to. That uh, Can Do Easy album. I think it's called Can Do Easy. I like the yep. album. I, I know I've seen the album cover. It's kind of like Viking style. Yeah, it looks like Destroyer where they're on yeah. top of a mountain or whatever. But yeah, Can Do Easy is the name of the record. And uh, definitely check them out. But if you're into like old school like pop punk kind of stuff excellent oh, yeah and uh one of our listeners uh terry uh turned me on to this group called davila say 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 this uh puerto nice. rican band that uh sounds they have this album that's self-titled where it's essentially just uh puerto rican velvet underground that, Whoa, nice. think of that first album it's yeah it's that fucking good nice hell yeah man and i'm joking around with her telling like this is probably like the one way i'll learn how to speak spanish <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure both of those will end up in the something good for you playlist pick out a few tracks throw it in their cap yeah for sure we'll add those yeah. here sh- uh shortly yes yes cody what you been listening to um yeah a couple things too All um right. A little bit older. Um, I'm still jamming the Nine Inch Nails record from last year. It was a long-playing LP called Bad Witch. Okay. And he went back, Trent Reznor went back to a lot of his roots. It's more raw and experimental. There are sax um, solos and things in it. Okay. Um, and he's emulating Bowie a little bit in there. Huh. The, in the Black Star sort of uh, yeah, yeah. mode of Bowie. So, you know, the crooning and all that. And it's just a really good record. Bad Witch, 30 minutes long. It's on YouTube. If you want to check that out, you can knock it out in no time. Yeah. yeah. Short drive. Um, 
King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard came out with a new track. I love that title. What is that again? They're King a, Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard? They're a psych rock band from out of Australia. Really good. Um, Interesting. Really big underground band. But they came out with a new single called Psy Boogie. Psy Boogie. And it has a lot of, you know, they're dressed like cyborgs. Um, oh, it's And cool. it has some more, like, um, synthesizer sort of stuff in there. Really fun sort of... Um, almost Krautrock reminiscent sort of stuff going on with their yeah. music, and it's really good. And then the last would be um, Nas's new short You're LP. Just all over the board. All over the board, but Nas came you, out you with a really good... You have a very good. eclectic music taste, and that's I always do. what I've enjoyed about you. But he just came out with a really banging uh, L, like uh, hip-hop LP last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, there are samples from a lot of other big artists on there, I think. Kanye produced it, really? so it has a really good production. You know, I don't really care for him lyrically I so much. Really paid attention, but his to production Kanye's is production. He's really, good. He d- he's done a couple of most deaf records that I enjoy. Yeah, and so I would definitely recommend that King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. I and, just uh, want to check him out just based I, on that yes, name. Yes, I do too. That's yeah. such a fucking great. And Nine Inch Nails, Bad that. Witch. Yeah, I might pass on that one. That's all right. <laughs> I've never, never been a Nine Inch Nails guy either. I don't know. No. I don't know why. It's just like I've never uh, been a huge industrial yeah. guy yet. Well, the thing is, the two thousands Nine Inch Nails stuff, where they kind of really went in for the alt rock. Yeah. Terrible. It's horrible. <laughs> you know, like the hand that feeds. Yeah, I was about stuff. to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. miserable. I remember that okay. one. But like, Pretty Hate Machine is pretty raucous. It's well, I'm gonna loud check stuff, that out because so. the, the only real exposure I've had yeah. to that has, of course, been you know what's the popular stuff. Yeah, but really just, late '80s, early that. '90s, and then the stuff they've been doing the past four years is hmm. really good. But he's just been well, doing send, it all send, himself anyway, well, right? You, you on know, record, you know my taste in music. You know I what know. I like. Um, send me, send me a song or two you think I might like. I'm I'm still not a fan, but I'm always open to having my mind changed i'm trying to do that a little more lately and this has been an excellent episode of something good for you and cody you have been an awesome guest man i definitely want to have you back because as we said in the episode we've known each other essentially all our lives at least off and on yeah and when owen was on we had some really fun reminiscing stories when uh davy was on Mm -hmm. uh we did then too and i feel that you would be a really fun reoccurring guest because you were very educated uh, yeah. You have a very good eclectic music taste. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that this one was a really good chance to get people aware of what the Boring Heist really are. So we've yeah. had Owen on. Now we've had you on. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to have you back sometime to have okay. just maybe some deep thought conversation ones. Yeah, you know, yeah. bullshit. Because you're really fun just to, you know, go deep into a subject with. Yeah, and I've know? really enjoyed this and want to thank you guys for having me on. Dude, of course. For you, sure, I'll be back. Dude, so. your family, right you're on. welcome yeah. anytime you want to come back. Hell yeah, right. dude. Even if you aren't here, you can even call our voicemail hotline and leave yep. us a topic and you can always make it on the show and that phone number again is 513-463-7439. People can call it any time of day, any time of night. It just immediately goes to a voicemail box and I get a little notification saying you want to ask us a question or bitch at us <laughs> it don't matter. And yep. if you're on that social media platforms, you can follow us at something GFY on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. You can find us then that same URL, but you can just also just look for something good for you. And you can find the something good for you playlist on Spotify, same way. And I think that's really about all our housekeeping. Uh, We've got uh, the show yes. April 19th at the Milestone with the War Boys, uh, the Walburns, and Bless the Dead. That's correct. Bless Oh, yeah. That is a metal band out of Atlanta, so folks should definitely check that out. And we have an announcement. No, I wouldn't say let's announce that one yet. Okay. And that was still working, but we, we do have another show planned uh, for the folks that uh, come up to... 
say, let's say the folks that we may visit from time to time a bit more north might be getting a new taste of the fill-ins here pretty soon. It'll so, be cool. Nice. That's, that's all I will say, and we'll be bringing some good friends with us and make sure that it's a stacked bill. Uh, rounded out. Do you have an outro for us, Cody? I do there. Give us an outro. This has been your guest, Buffalo Bill Cody, and this has been Something Good For You. Gonna crack in the winter's rhyme of love now. Lazy folk, that's too much. Take back to what's gonna fall out. Running rough down the road. Running rough from home. Got some supplies in the boot Food, gas and cash running out Crawling along and hard road Can't stop now, time's in a drought Riding rough down the road Riding rough far from moan Riding rough down the road Riding rough from moan production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.